This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 51 of Jurassic Park. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty awesome, man, because I just got finished listening to the first episode of Fifth Element, which debuted yesterday. Of course, that's a John Robert Wilson and Crystal Beth's podcast that's uh, documenting the fifth element minute by minute and uh, it's off to a pretty strong start i have yeah. to say and i mean what a great what a fun movie in general yeah but what a fun movie to cover in this minute by minute format and what a great group of people to do it yeah i mean crystal's just been like the kind of uh reigning queen i think is what we call tissue. her yeah yeah mm-hmm. this whole thing and so it's about time she's got one going like of her own and uh she's actually on uh this week's um she's on goonies minute this week. That's right, uh, yeah, she is, yeah. Just, we're tearing it up on there. She's just so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, and John Robert Wilson uh, is, of course, her boyfriend, and, the, you know, they're both, uh, they're a, a comedian couple from New York, so they're yeah. very entertaining to listen to, to hear the dialogue between the two of them, but uh, they're very funny people. I think that shows off to a great start, and I can't see, I can't wait to see what happens with it in the long run, and uh, I can't wait to be on it as well. I know, well. that <laughs> so too, yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, but we're here to talk about Jurassic Park today, so if you're ready, we're going to get into minute number 51. Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw Alan Grant lead everyone to find a sick Triceratops. As the minute ended, everyone caressed the ailing beast. At minute number 51, Ellie cries as she pets the Triceratops between the eyes. As Grant caresses the beast, he says that she was always his favorite dinosaur when he was a kid, and now that he can see her in person, she is the most beautiful thing he has ever seen. At 51.13, Ellie notices a blister on the Triceratops' tongue. She tells the dinosaur that things are okay and pops the blister. The Triceratops is foaming at the mouth and has mucus running out of her nose. Ellie looks at her finger and says, Microvessels. That's interesting. At 51.22, Jerry bends down and hands a flashlight to Ellie. She asks what the dinosaur's symptoms are. Jerry tells her that the Triceratops is experiencing imbalance, disorientation, and labored breathing. Jerry notes that it seems to happen every six weeks or so. At 51.32, Grant is listening to the Triceratops breathe and is smiling as the dinosaur's chest inflates and deflates. At 51.37, Lex smiles as she watches Dr. Grant adore the dinosaur. At 51.46, Ellie shows Jerry that the dinosaur's eyes are dilated. At 51.52, Ellie says that these symptoms are pharmacological and because of local plant life. Ellie walks off to check out the local flora for some sort of clue. And thus ends minute number 51 of Jurassic Park. So this minute is, uh, it serves a purpose of trying to connect like an emotional, it's supposed, to, it's, it's supposed to resonate emotionally with the audience, right? Like Dr. Grant saying that the Triceratops is always his favorite dinosaur, and then we see him listening to it while the chest inflates and deflates, and we're supposed to see that, you know, he's smiling the whole time, he says that she's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. We're supposed to connect with this giant piece of metal and plastic that's on the screen, yeah. and emotional. And uh, boy, does it work. It, it does. Yeah, I, th- yeah I, th- I think it does. I mean, I think it helps by John Williams' score is a little mm-hmm. bit emotionally manipulative but i mean in a good way yeah uh that's what it's there for but uh yeah you you really feel that these people have waited their entire lives to get hands-on with a dinosaur like this Mm -hmm. and and, i know they did hold the baby raptor earlier in the movie but triceratops is grant's favorite now he's here on it so you know this um excuse me alan grant has such a great arc throughout this movie that is not too in your face Mm -hmm. uh but it's you know it's still there um we get to see him this guy who's just Blown away. I mean, he's just, uh, 
Ellie puts it um, much better than that. So sometime later in the movie, how she was just overcome, overwhelmed by the power of this place. Uh, yeah. Grant definitely is. And then, of course, as you know, by about the, the middle of this movie, uh, he starts to realize this should not be going on. This right. is terrible. He's getting that what Malcolm talked about. Mm-hmm. Grant is getting a firsthand experience with. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, I'm, you know, I'm settled on not endorsing your park. <laughs> yeah. And yet, so he's, you know, this that whole. Um, point of view that he has on the the exhibition the commercial commercialization of these animals of mm-hmm. prehistoric life is wrong and yet when he's flying away and he's still looking out at that bird he still knows that um these animals are incredible and they are still here yeah it doesn't matter if we had to scientifically clone them to bring them back they've always been here because they are birds and he has that last thought and that's actually yeah, one of my yeah. favorite parts in the movie and it's again it's, it's not in your face which a lot of other movies and filmmakers I think would have just hammered that into your head yeah. that notion it's a bit about the wonder of life as it is you know yeah, like exactly. these things have evolved they're not big dinosaurs anymore but it, they continue to live on through this you know the evolutionary cycle so yeah, yeah. Um, so alright there was a comic book adaptation of this that came out around the time of the movie and the moment where he says uh you know, she was my favorite when I was a kid, and now she seems like the most beautiful thing I ever saw. And he's saying it to the veterinarian. <laughs> I think he's saying it to Ellie, but in the comic book, he's like standing next to the veterinarian, but he's looking in Ellie's direction. So, and as a kid, I always thought he was just telling the veterinarian, like, hey, that's my girl. And I always liked her as a kid. She a beaut. <laughs> yeah. It's just a random moment. <laughs> like, yeah, man, she's very pretty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, if you say so, boss. Speaking of the vet, that's the character of Jerry Harding, who is played by the producer of the movie, Gerald R. Mullen. Yeah. And uh, it's a cool little cameo. So You can tell the way that he comes into the screen and bends down that they probably were wanting him to be introduced to the, you know, the first screening of this in front of the Producers Guild, you know, or the, oh, yeah, the heads yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. Of, uh, of Universal when he came into the frame is probably going to elicit a lot of, <laughs> there's Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really cool that we get a, it, this isn't just like some random person out in the field who works with the park. I mean, we see that he's a veterinarian and that this, uh, this park has different divisions of people, including veterinarians. So I think it kind of adds to the scope of the whole Jurassic Park operation and makes it feel a lot bigger. You know, we have more staff, uh, different degrees of people in the employment of the place. Like we got the um, geneticist, we've got our game warden, we've got the, you know, computer technicians, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool little touch. Yeah, you get to see that this is a huge, you know, theme parks are like gigantic clocks with a lot of smaller cogs that work together to get everything moving. And you do get to see kind of the behind the scenes stuff in Jurassic Park, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So on to Triceratops. Triceratops, uh, you know, translates to three horned face, which is interesting. And Triceratops is a herbivorous... It's a herbivorous ceratopsid, I believe I'm pronouncing all of that right, dinosaur from the late Cretaceous period, uh, around 68 million years ago in North America. I have forgotten the term that you would have called North America at that time, but do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh, God. Yeah, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We'll say North America for right now. And it actually uh, shared the landscape with Tyrannosaurus rex. So just imagine a fight between those two animals. Well, now... Okay, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Stegosaurus was not around mm-hmm. at the same time as Tyrannosaurus Rex. Right, okay, right. yeah, yeah. No, that that would be pretty epic to see the two of them because I'm imagining Seriously. that it'd be very difficult to 
So I have a dog. He's a dachshund, and he's very low to the ground. He has very short, stubby legs, and he's very long. Kind of like a triceratops is not very tall. Like, it's low to the ground, has a low center of gravity. If I try to roll my dog over, like, he's very, very adept at, like, switching himself around so he doesn't mm-hmm. get rolled over. And he actually, when he fights with other dogs, play fights, he tries to bulldoze them, so he tries to get his nose under them and flip them over. Because <laughs> that's how they were bred to, like, fight badgers. The word dachshund means badger hound. So I'm thinking that with a triceratops, if a Tyrannosaurus Rex is trying to flip it over and expose its soft underbelly it's going to have a hell of a time especially with those horns on the face i imagine triceratops probably won a pretty good number in in the in the ultimate dinosaur fighting (laughs) octagon you know yeah it seems like a badass for sure it does yeah absolutely um so it's got the it's you know really uh it's very recognizable for its large frill and three horns on the face and that's you know what's what really makes it stand out from other dinosaurs i can look at a lot of dinosaurs and probably confuse a lot of them uh, as a layman to it. I might from a distance see a Gallimimus and confuse it for, you know, raptors, as we see in the film, mm-hmm. just on their basic, basic shape. But then you get some stuff like, st- like say, uh, Stegosaurus with yeah. the big plates on his back. Unmistakable. Triceratops is a perfect example of just unmistakable dinosaur. You're always going to know what it is because of that large fill and the three horns. Yeah. Um, so like I said, it shared a lot of area with the T-Rex. One of those areas is something called was called uh, Hell Creek, the Hell Creek Formation, which is apparently littered with Triceratops remains. So uh, that's like a, a, a shale play or like a, 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 a sedimentary, like a, a layer of earth, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And uh, in between the years 2000 and 2010, there were 47 complete Triceratops skulls really? found in that area. Wow. So they are littered. Yeah. That area is just littered with uh, Triceratops. I saw this documentary about a place, I think it was like a National Geographic documentary, where they found something like a hundred different mammoth skeletons. Jesus. They were trying to like, I guess, build something there. And before they do that, they have like CRM, cultural resource management, and just kind of like uh, groups that come in and they check for stuff like dinosaur bones or, you know, uh, Native American burials and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And this is in Canada. And they come in and they find it. It was like either a tar pit or like a burial place where they found all these woolly mammoths. They were just kept pulling the bones out <laughs> over and over again. So I'm glad that they have groups that go in and try to discover oh, that stuff before, before you build on top of it. That's so. something I would like to put some funding into. Like if I could support uh, yeah. an effort like that, because right. that's incredibly important, especially with things, uh, you know, outside of dinosaurs. Like mm-hmm. you said, other pr- prior civilizations and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, this is kind of a short minute. Uh, there's not a whole lot going in, in it, on in it other than the fact that they're kind of trying to get across the emotional core before we start to get into the terror, which is coming mm-hmm. very soon. So, uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I think it works as it's supposed to. I think it's a, a hell of, an, uh, of a job to try to take a big piece of rubber and metal that is simulating dinosaur breathing and try to connect to an audience with it. And I think they did a pretty great job getting that across here of how much it means to the character. That's right. We're also starting to see um, in this minute, Ellie coming to some realizations like, you know, the, the plant life that they're, they're eating, you know, are are you sure about this veterinarian professional, you know, do, are you completely sure of how this is uh, all working, which in the next couple of minutes, we'll see uh, her, realization of all that kind of expand yeah all right brady uh you ready to get out of here let's do it let's do it all right folks thank you so much for joining us have a wonderful day we will see you tomorrow i'm kyle i'm ready and until next time hold on to your butts jurassic park minute is a fan-supported podcast if you like the podcast then leave us a review on itunes you can contact us at jurassicparkminute at gmail.com and visit us online at jurassicparkminute.com facebook.com slash jurassicparkminute and twitter.com slash jurassicminute
You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Media. Mahalo! Mahalo!